Welcome to another episode of Anime Cons TV. My name is Doug Wilder. Unfortunately, most of the anime convention news continues to be rough as more and more conventions are canceling due to the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus. It's kind of a rough time. A lot of us are starting to really see the effect of it. I do have some good news, though. I was able to sit down uh, earlier today with uh, the convention chair uh, for Otakon, as well as the president of Otacorp, which is kind of the overall kind of corporate entity of Otakon, to talk about their decision and their need to cancel the event this year. Unfortunately, we had a, had a lot of fun. It was really neat to hear another perspective on it, especially as kind of every convention's uh, reasons for changing it uh, for a canceling convention seems to be a little bit different. Sometimes it's safety, sometimes it's government mandate, and things like that. Um, yeah, so give a listen, I'll, and I'll be back after the interview. All right, here we are, guys. We are here with uh, Nick and Andrew from Otakon, who are going to uh, talk a little bit about the news for Otakon that seems to be hitting every convention these days. So uh, first I'll let you guys, if you don't mind, could you just Introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about what you do on staff, and maybe a little bit of your history as staffers. Yeah, sure. I'll go for it. So my name's uh, Nick Abdurinos. I'm the president of Otacorp this year. Um, let's see, I've been on staff probably since around 2013, I think. Um, I kind of started in our uh, Gophers volunteer department and then, you know, raised up the uh, ranks, uh, so to speak. I think... Uh, Voluntold is the word we throw around a lot. So it's like, oh, here, you, you, you do this thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've been doing president, uh, and then uh, Andy gets to be fun dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead, Andy. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm Andy Zerlot. I am the uh, current uh, convention chairman for Otacon 2020. Um, I've been with Otacon. I've been staffing Otacon since late 2004. Um, I actually came on in between conventions um i was the webmaster for a number of years um year round and um at con i worked mostly in the uh, programming department or programming division so um i spent a couple of years in the oda cafe and then i moved on to the panels department and then i ran the panels department for a few years and then uh was the director of programming for a few years and then the convention chairman starting in uh, 2018. Um, so yeah, I've been with Ocon quite a while. And as Nick points out, um, you know, I'm not sure how the, so the joke about fun dad came about last year at the convention um, because I walked into a room and somebody was like, somebody thought that I was the president and I was like, no, no, I'm fun dad because, you know, the president deals with the corporate side and I deal with the convention side. So the president <laughs> is all the, the, the legal and, you know, uh, corporate stuff. And I'm the one that actually gets to throw the party. So that's why that's where the fun dad joke came from. And ever since then, it's been like, no, no, I'm fun dad. Um, and Nick actually even got me a pair of socks that says, here comes fun dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So moving on in Otakon's statement about having to cancel the convention this year, it was stated that, the reason was due to the the, the Walter uh, Washington Walter E. Convention. Washington Convention Center. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah. The Washington Convention Center, which describes both the name and the location. I love we, it. We call it the WeWack in-house. Yes, we do. <laughs> the WeWack. Um, but th that space is actually being uh, temporarily converted into a field hospital. And that even if it was emptied out in time for Oticon this year, the cleanup process would take a lot longer. How much notice were you guys given about that transition? Were you given an estimate on how long it would take to transition back uh, for the convention center? Yeah, uh, you want to take that? Or you want yeah, me to yeah, take, take that. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, we um, we were we I guess we we found out about it. I'm going to say about two weeks ago on on a Friday, and so we immediately sent an email to the convention center, and I and I think that the timing of it was that they probably found out about it around the same time. Um, to their credit, uh, you know, when I asked them for more information. Um, they offered to set up a call with us. We had a call with them the following, I think it was Tuesday. Um, and it was at that point, you know, we, we already knew that the timing of the field hospital was going to be sort of tenuous for our event because uh, the field hospital wasn't meant to be completed until May the 30th. Um, so, you know, we already were having questions about, well, how do we, you know, Field hospital issues aside, you know, how do we hold a convention if the way that that Maryland, D.C. and Virginia, as they start to move towards their recovery phase from this thing, um, everyone's talking about it being a, a six or eight week, you know, uh, phase if everything goes well. And at the end of that, you know, we would be able to have large convention or, or large groups, but with social distancing in place. So we already had that question going in, and, you know, we wanted to meet with them about that. But then uh, on the call, they, they basically led with um, the fact that we did not know, which was that it would take 30 days when the care facility, the alternate care facility, as they call it, um, is done being used. It, they require 30 days for it to be mitigated and uh, everything for, the, for everything to be cleaned. So even if they don't use it, um, and I believe that they were they were supposed to to at least have it reserved until the beginning of July. So even if they never put a patient in the place, they still would have to close it down at the beginning of July and then spend 30 days cleaning it, which overlaps our weekend. So there was the, the essentially, you know, um, the facility was just not available to us. Yeah, but really for the last two months or so we've been in regular contact um with uh destination dc with the convention center um and they've been providing us with um regular updates so we've tried our best on our website to keep people updated throughout the process anytime we got an update from any of the hotels or anything we you know we um would post to there so if you kind of you know looked on our website we had kind of like a, a history of all the you know announcements and whatnot um, but yeah, like Andy said, that last um, that last one on Friday was you know kind of the oh okay well this is <laughs> this is the thing that we were hoping wasn't going to happen because we've seen so many other convention centers. I think even the Baltimore Convention Center um, they announced you know several weeks ago uh, they were going to be used uh, as a hospital as well. Um, so we were uh, we were hoping it wouldn't uh, affect uh, us, but. Uh, but it has. Yeah, a lot of uh, being a convention planner is just sometimes having to tell 
the uh, the attendees or just the general public. Once we have more information, you'll have more information, and having to ask people to just wait it out is sometimes hard hard to do because you want to be able to tell them definitely too. And as we've seen, the situation keeps evolving and keeps changing, and it's it's still difficult to predict. Yeah, I mean, so one of the hardest parts for us too. Um, was kind of, you know, the main question everybody's asking is, you know, about our refund policies, you know, and if, if you know, even if the convention isn't canceled, if people didn't feel comfortable attending, and that's something that we certainly wanted to make sure um, was being taken care of, but I guess, you know, because of the way this is, you know, the, the not fun dad side has to deal with, you know, way our corporate bylaws and all work, um, all of a sudden, you know, our bylaws have, uh, had requirements in there that for us to hold meetings to vote on things like changing our refund policy, um, we needed a quorum of 15 people physically in a room, and all of a sudden you couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> wow, I never even thought of that. So we kind of had to jump through a bunch of hoops, uh, and really, so we really started um, two months ago the process because it takes that long for us to change our corporate bylaws, you know, all the notice requirements and everything. So we really. You know, we, we knew back then that we wanted to be able to um, be prepared for whatever happened. So we really had to start months ago. But unfortunately, we couldn't really, you know, I couldn't announce that we were changing the refund policy for sure until the members had fully voted on it. Mm -hmm. um, so you, uh, for many uh, fans, Otakon is one of the last conventions with uh, a focus on Asian culture and kind of the spring-summer convention season. Do you guys feel your announcement was late compared to similar events or early uh, due to when Otakon is usually held? I know I was refreshing the anime cons page every day. The, <laughs> I had the list of like where I'm like, okay, well, you know, there, it looks like most of April is done, but May people haven't announced. Um, so I think we were kind of right in line with um, where things were at. I mean, we were still a hundred days out, which so many things change day by day, um, really, even hour by hour. Because I know Andy and I, so many text messages yep. in the last month back yeah. and forth. Um, and it's like, oh, did you see this? this? Like every hour things were changing. Yep. So um, it was really hard to, you know, it's it's hard for people, you know, from our member side, our attendees side, to plan for how, you know, if they're going to attend. And it's hard for us to, you know, really know. It's like, can we can we hold an event? Um, and, you know, we're watching, you know, I think that's the one thing after the announcement has happened, I have stopped reloading the COVID pages every day yeah. <laughs> or several times a day. It's like, okay, I can, I can stop doing that now. Cause we now, we at least now know for certain and, and certainty, yeah. you know, is a big thing. Yeah. As, as Nick pointed out, it's, you know, there's been so much discussion since really since February, you know, when, when all of the, the news really started to break and, and everything started to get serious. Um, you know, the, the internal discussion that we keep, that we kept having was, you know, um, at what point is it appropriate or not appropriate to continue? So with regard to our announcement, I think that, um, really, you know, it, it's terrible that this had to happen. We're extremely disappointed about it. Uh, and I know that all of our members are as well. Um, but it really did happen in the best way that it could because, you know, 
as as we sort of you know keep going towards the convention you know our one of our guiding stars is you know at what point you know do we if we have to cancel you know can we do so so that people have enough notice to change their plans to get refunds on their flights and or their hotel rooms or whatever you know to to sort of you know be able to reshuffle their lives for that weekend not at the last minute not have to incur penalties um and luckily slash unluckily you know because the the hospitality industry right now is in such disarray because of all of this um that's not really affecting our members you know um so you know i i don't think that any of them will have a problem getting their <laughs> getting their money back or anything like that okay uh, do you guys have any plans, though, for having a sub some sort of substitution, either having virtual events aligned, promoting artists or vendors that usually exhibit at the convention, or maybe working with any industry uh, partners to coordinate some announcements? Yeah, we're, lo we're looking at everything right now. Um, we're, you know, as, as you know, we're all volunteers. Uh, we're fan run, so really... Um, Everything at Oticon, even you know, in a normal year, everything at Oticon is there because somebody on our staff is passionate about, you know, per bringing that to life. Um, so we've got a lot of staff who've been, you know, very interested for several years now in, you know, kind of growing an online presence and doing things there. Um, so we have people looking and seeing, you know, can we, is that something we can realistically do? Um, and we really, you know, we really want to help all the, you know, the artists and the, the dealers who are, you know, they haven't had a, they, they might go all year without a con, you know, this year for the first time ever. Um, and, you know, they're really hurting. And um, we want to show them all the support we can get as well. Um, um, then I guess next, um, you guys have kind of hinted a little bit about this, but how has the community's reaction been to the news? Like, what message or advice would you want to give to? Uh, the members, the general attendees of uh, Oticon, as well as maybe other convention planners. Uh, it's it's been fantastic. It really has. Um, you know, it was. We announced on Monday. You know, we were we were dreading the announcement on Monday because, you know, as as Nick pointed out earlier, you know, we've been talking so much and trading so many text messages and just essentially watching all the dominoes fall for all these other conventions. And, you know, at, at one point we really were hoping that we would be, you know, sort of the con at the end of the rainbow, um, you know, that if all this was gone by summer, then people would have something to come and do. Um, but, you know, and so when the announcement went out on Monday, I, I had, you know, Twitter up on one and one pane and Instagram and another and Facebook and another. And I was just constantly hitting refresh and all I mean. 99.9% .9 of the comments were, hey, we totally understand it was the right thing to do. We'll see you next year. Um, and that, that I mean, that, that's fantastic, you know, um, because our members are awesome. And I think that, that, that you know, everybody knows, <laughs> you know, um, that it would have been a really tough thing, even if we were able to hold the convention, um, you know, people had to, to make that choice about whether or not they, they want to come to a, a a big city and you know in, into a, a facility like that so yeah our the um the response has been fantastic and the message that that i would give to our members is you know we'll see you in 2021 um if not sooner 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that's kind of, um, you know, we, we're, we're in a fortunate position because we got to kind of watch a lot of the other conventions that were scheduled earlier than us have to go through it. Um, so we kind of, kind of like, you know, see how their online presence handle it and kind of be prepared for, you know, different, you know, eventualities um, and learn, learn from, you know, mistakes that we, you know, we saw. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, it, it makes me really feel for all the other events that had to go through it, you know, with the earlier date. We were, you know, we were so fortunate financial wise because we're, we're just at that time three months out where a lot of the big bills start need to getting paid to have the event. Um, and a lot of those other conventions I know would have been in that, in that situation. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, we were, we're, you know, I'm, I'm thankful at least from, from that part timing wise, um, you know, it, everything has fallen in line. So, uh, we're comfortable with you know that 2021 will happen um and we'll be back and you know in the convention center uh experience destination dc they're all you know they're they're all you know they they want to make sure that uh that we come back uh strong as well you guys both uh, alluded to this a little bit that planning a convention is a lot of work especially when things are kind of going crazy and you're refreshing tabs and trying to work from home while there's a pandemic <laughs> going on yeah i mean I, I i'm also on staff on anime boston and i've had days in the past where i've had i'm getting a phone call while i'm also getting a text and trying to respond to an email at the same time but now that kind of the decision has been made for you um and things like that a lot of con organizers say they rarely have time for anime but both with social distancing and uh, not having to worry about planning a convention for this year, have you guys had a chance to maybe watch some more anime or read some more manga? And if so, what are you guys going through? Hmm. Well, uh, I guess for, so. I think I hope to get to that because <laughs> you know now that the announcement has gone out that maybe you know. Uh, I'm a huge Digimon fan, so I did find time to at least watch the first three episodes of the new uh, series, um, which I'm so like of two minds about. Uh, but uh, but that's also is affected as well because now they're you know on hiatus or whatever. Um, while uh, while you know while the pandemic affects you know the whole world and that, that industry as well, so there's a lot of shows that are kind of on break for a time, which is frustrating. And that, <clears throat> that's where I think I have an advantage because I'm old school. Um, I'm, I'm a giant robot guy. So, uh, you know, I, I can always go back to my standards. I can always go back to Macross or Gundam. Um, and oddly enough, and I, and I, can't, I can't really explain why this is. Um, so, well, actually, I can. Um, you know, I've seen, all, I've seen all the Gundam. Let's put it that way. Talking to the right audience here. Right. So, well, <laughs> actually, I will say I've seen all the Gundam except for Gundam Double uh, Zero because I just can't get into it. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to get into it, it was like, it immediately reminded me, like, well, this is basically Gundam Wing for a new generation, you know? And so, 
oddly enough, I started rewatching Gundam Wing. <laughs> and I can't explain why, because it's not that great. Um, it, it, oh, it, 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 it holds it, it, up pretty well, I think. Well, what's funny is it makes me nostalgic for like when Gundam, you know, because uh, when Gundam first came, I guess, really, you know, in the United States, anyway, if you weren't in, in, you know, I'm old enough to remember, you know, the old VHS tape crowd, okay, because yeah. I'm I'm pushing fifty, so that's me. So when when uh, you know, Toonami was a thing back in the early aughts, and Gundam Wing came on, I was like, holy crap, is this a Gundam show in the United States? I'm totally gonna watch this, <laughs> um, and it was meh, you know, it was it was okay back then, and now as I watch it again, I'm just like, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I I basically chose to watch that so that I could maybe then sit through Gundam Double Zero, understanding that it's a remake of Gundam Wing, and then at the same time I'm like, you know, God, Hero is a dick. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that on a podcast, but oh, like, it's seriously, fine. it's it's like Hero's impotent rage. He spends the first half of like I, I'm I'm about 23 episodes in, and he's still in that I'm going to kill you. <laughs> to everybody he meets face and it's like dude you haven't killed anybody yet you keep threatening to kill everyone but you haven't killed a single person <laughs> like like it, it's just you know and and i i forgot how many episodes there were so i looked and i'm like holy crap there's like 49 episodes i'm not sure if i can make it all the way through but i'm gonna try it's funny you uh mentioned uh gundam wing actually um the, uh just uh, kind of Geek out to you guys in a positive way for a little bit. This would have been my 20th year going to Otakon. Um, and my very first Otakon badge. Um, the only year I went for one day. Um, but I got a, a Gundam Wing badge. Because that was one of the years when you could still... Oh, I have that badge. badge. I have that badge, too. <laughs> so my 2001, is it? 2001, yep. Yeah, was it? There was a couple, but that was the first one that I had. And that's... One of my favorite uh, con badges. I still hold on to them, but that's one that it's like this. This was my first con. This was my first Otakon, and now like just to again echo a little bit of the support of everyone. Like, well, my twentieth year will just be twenty uh, twenty twenty one instead of twenty twenty. So. And that's that's something I see online. So many people are like, I collect all the badges every year, and I've been going. Yeah, you know, I have them all, and I don't want a gap in them. Uh, so I know I know that's something that we're talking about and seeing if there's something we can do um, yeah. for that for the um, for the members who uh, you know so we are I guess we didn't really talk about it but you know as far as like the refund you know logistics are working um, you know so anybody who did get registered uh, for this year will automatically transition you for next year if you don't ask for a refund. Um, and then I think we will look and see if we can kind of reopen um, registration as well, so people could lock in at this year's rate if you know if they know they're going to make it next year. Um, because we haven't, we're gonna, you know, we're still working through all the budget and everything, and you know, we always work so hard every year to uh, keep our rates, this, you know, low or as low as possible because we really pour everything back into the convention. And, you know, I guess from our side, it's always entertaining because, you know, for the last, what is it, four or five years, we haven't raised rates, really. No, we um, haven't. 
But every year you get people online saying, oh, my God, I can't believe you're raising your rates. <laughs> so, yeah. so our announcements have to include, we haven't changed them. Turned, yeah. um, and that's a really, you know, our budgets are so tight where we try really hard not to do that because, you know, um, but we still want to make sure that we're bringing, you know, uh, we think we're bringing tremendous value with our membership for you know, a, a full weekend of, uh, of things. But, yeah, you know, I think we do want to try and get that before we, you know, get all the final numbers and see, you know, going into 2021, you know, we're going to try the same thing like we do every year and see if we can hold rates. But uh, um, that's uh, for, for the next uh, for the next board to uh, <laughs> yeah. work through. Right. Because I'm termed out. This is my, this is my uh, last year president. Oh, so you guys have actually uh, term limits? Uh, for some of our positions, yeah. Uh, Andy is our third year as con chair. Um, well, would be. Uh, would, I guess we'll, would yeah, be. this would be, but this is my last year as con chair as well. So next year, yeah. I, I'm, I'm handing the reins off to somebody else. Yeah, and then um, and then our president, we you know we changed things a while ago, so we, president can have a two year term now. Um, so I'm on the the second of that, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the that's another kind of difference of of Otakon from other you know some other events is that you know we intentionally have things structured with term limits and stuff so we get we always get like fresh people hopefully um, who are able to kind of join in and, and cycle through so we don't so we hopefully aren't getting stale you know always bring you know new ideas to the table. Okay. Well, uh, I just want to say once again, thank you guys for taking the time to talk to us on the uh, AnimeCons TV podcast. Do you guys have any final thoughts you want to share before we sign off? Yeah, who wants to go first? <laughs> um, you can go. Uh, yeah, I mean, really. Uh, Let's see I'm, how redundant we are. We'll see. Yeah. Thing, <laughs> well, I think, I think we, we both really hope everybody's just staying safe out there. Um, you know, I, you know, I tend to be the optimist <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll get through this and, you know, we'll be back uh, in 2021 and, you know, uh, and stronger than ever. And, but, you know, real reality is, is that things will likely change as far as, you know, hand sanitizers everywhere and how we do, you know, distancing and whatnot. It's, we'll have to wait and see how that is. But, um, yeah, I try and keep an optimistic attitude. I'm hoping everybody stays safe, you know, and uh, and we get through this uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I, the, you know, everybody, you know, stay safe, take care of yourselves, take care of your families. Um, and I want to, you know, I, I do want to give a, a huge thank you to um, Events DC, Destination DC, Experient, um, you know, Hargrove, DSL, uh, the Collins Agency, Umbrella, Mike Lee from Umbrella Technical, all the all of the people that, you know, all of our major vendors that we deal with um, that, you know, have gone on this journey with us because they had no choice, just like we did. Um, but everyone's been done a really great job and everyone's been, you know, that it the, like I said, the whole industry is is in turmoil right now. So uh, I really hope that things turn around so that those people can get back to work. Because as Nick pointed out, we're volunteers, so we all have jobs. And hopefully, you know, um, 
you know, that will come around um, so that we don't see the entire convention industry, you know, fall apart. Well, once yeah. again, thank. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just like it's it's you know hard sometimes when you look at just how how things are going in the world. You know, you think like uh, anime convention is such a you know such a non important thing when people are dying in you know in the world. Uh, not to turn it you know dark and, and <laughs> but uh, um, but it is it means so much to so many people. Um, you know, Otakon for us is it's it's a family reunion every year, um, and you know it's something that you know I've been going to since 1997 as a fan before I started staffing, um, and this is going to be my first year not going along with so many other people, um, yep. and it's you know people spend so much time pouring into you know the panels that they're going to present the co- you know the cosplay. You know, just there's so much, you know, energy and focus on, on, you know, on our event. And it means so much to us that everybody does it. And, um, you know, we wanted so much to be that outlet for people this year. And it really is heartbreaking that we're not. But, the you know, the community is strong. The community will come back. And we're looking forward to it. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys once again. Uh, we'll see you hopefully in 2021. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. Okay, guys, that's the interview. Uh, I want to say thank you again to uh, Andy and Nick for making the time to talk with me. Great guys. <laughs> it's nice to talk to some fellow Gundam fans and everything like that. I think the spirit of, you know, hey, we can't do uh, 2020, but we'll see you guys in 2021 is the right spirit. Just a reminder that be supportive to the conventions and everybody listen to. Keep an eye out for news. We're hoping that more cons are going to find ways to do virtual events and things like that. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. And if you have any comments, questions, or anything, don't forget to either uh, comment on our YouTube channel right here. You can always send us an email at podcast at animecons.tv. And you can also find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Instagram. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Let us know how you're doing with basically the year without an anime convention it's starting to become and keep us posted we want to hear from you guys we really want to know uh how fellow convention fans are dealing with this right now stay safe stay strong um doug wilder and we'll see you guys again soon